0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter.
1: Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season nine, episode twenty-one. And if your name is not John, you're not getting in. Well, not quite, because we've got uh, good John. Hello. So returning guest, decide uh, your nickname was. Are we just going with John C? We'll go with we'll John C. we we'll with John C. Cause, yes. Uh, You'll be in plenty of trouble later once we get started. Um, gotcha. <laughs> and I'm Chelsea John, who so I've been quickly recently. Uh, and we've got Chris. How you doing?
2: I guess I'm Chris John. Uh, doing you else
1: here? At least I don't like, need forget. like Scandinavia or something like that.
2: I remember. I, I, I don't forget your names at least. <laughs> Which is no what no wanted to right if I've talked to anybody specific. Just be John. One he's on? I
0: just right. I just get the Cheers um, theme tune in my head. It's when you said, "Oh, forget your name." See, <laughs>
2: man, <laughs> we're going to start having to refer to you as Norm.
0: <laughs> and I think John ready to bugger off already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't off. That's good to have you back on, John. No, thanks for having me on, guys. How's the nerves? I'm
3: all right, I'm all right tonight. Not too bad.
1: You were a good last time. Good crack, good batter. Uh, so, uh, what the Fox went on on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> what did the Fox do?
3: <laughs> uh, well, obviously, <laughs> we've prepared all week for the Scottish Cup game on the Saturday. Um, Friday night sitting minding one business and skim through Twitter as I do and he i seen a tweet from the SJFA saying our game was off which was bizarre because I, we knew nothing about it I knew nothing about it if the game was off I'm, my secretary would be the first to let me know but he never called me so I called him knew nothing about it and then a few, obviously a few of the players I started seeing it put in the uh, team group chat it's, actually, I told him it was on because we didn't know any different at this point. Uh, so we 2nd went away, made a few calls and stuff, and then about an hour, 45 minutes later, confirmed that the game was off due to foxholes, apparently. Yeah. Foxes had made holes in the pitch, which we found bizarre. So the first question you ask is, fill them in. Um, so that, that's what we thought. But something just stunk right through the outset. It was just bizarre. That time of night, a pitch inspection for first and the pitch black at 7 o'clock at night, back at 6, 7 o'clock at night, where there's no floodlights, why would you have a pitch inspection when you can't see? Yeah, so bizarre. Aye, so the alarm bells were ringing right away. Um, so we've left at that. I brought the boys in training Saturday morning. Um, but our former chairman and now committee man, Derek Sharp, was actually up in Aberdeen staying overnight. He was only 10 minutes from the ground. So he's went to the ground, got into the gr- pitch, which is he said is the hardest place to get into because he's got a 16-foot fence with no holes to let any <laughs> people in. Um, so he's went in and actually, the shock, was walked to full pitch. Took pictures of the whole pitch, videoed the whole pitch, not a single hole in sight. Nothing. The pitch was perfect. you had beef juniors in uh, Aberdeen East End playing in the pitch, which is only I'm led to believe in the same site just across there. And, uh, well, actually, a few beef boys, no mention any names, because it's no fair to name, had called us and my assistant, who is pals, who is pals with, and let us know that the pitch was fine as well. So, you can imagine the rage we have got. We are now a week behind. Um, obviously, they've wanted a game off for whatever reason. I've not kept quiet. I've been asked to keep quiet and watch what I'm saying. Who's,
1: but, Who's asked you to
3: keep quiet? Just <laughs> Let's just say the authorities have had a wee bit of wind win about tweets or whatever. and right. no, The cops asked me to keep watch what I'm saying. But why? For, for calling out something that's no right and in the game a bad game yeah I, I believe there's a, is there a hearing tomorrow night
1: we're recording this Monday but I, I'm led to believe there's a hearing Tuesday
3: well yes um, there is we have put a protest in and rightly so we have lost out deposits on the bus and uh, pre-match meal which we've already organised to go up um, so why should we be forced to go up there again when it's suits same to play this tie yeah. because, because we'll have certain players back don't think so. If they think if anybody at the SJFA or N thinks that I'm going to sit back and accept this, I'm not. I, I'll take a ban if I'm speaking out of turn. I'll take a ban. I don't care. I'm not sitting back and accepting this. And if they, anybody wants to pull me into the SJFA, I'll come in because what I'm saying is the truth. We have got evidence to prove. we video and pic, several pictures in the whole ground to prove that pitch was playable.
1: Um, so see, up to this point, has there still been not any contact from Bridget on? To, to
3: like, no. Like no. Our, our secretary never heard a peep from him, which is poor as well. If there was any doubt in that pitch yeah. during the day, we should be notified. We we had to find out through Twitter that the game was off. And it was just, I've seen that tweet. And it, it's, a, it's a shambles of the way they've dealt with it. Hmm. We know the game... The poor excuses the pitch have holes in holes it's terrible it's absolutely terrible because we know for a fact and we have proved provided the facts the pictures and video that that pitch is perfectly fine. So I don't know where we're getting that from. I know the probably the easy solution is let's back the referee and Bridget Don and let's just play the tie. Why? Why should we buy a pocket again? For let's—I I don't care. I'll say it. It's cheating. It's blatant cheating. Whether the peaks the may like what I'm saying or not like what I'm saying, I, I, couldn't, I don't care because it's the truth. And it can't happen in our game. It, it, our game's getting a bad enough name without allowing this to happen. And I'm not sit back and tolerate it anymore. And if it costs me being a manager or whatever, then so be it. I've got I've got morals and I'll stick to them yeah if I see if it's wrong yeah
0: and incidentally um I didn't want this to be a a one-sided podcast so I actually messaged Bridget on and offered them a chance of an interview to give their side of the story but um they never responded they did read the message I can tell that but they've not replied. but I see they've not been speaking much about it at all so you're probably not surprised to hear that John
3: well, on the daily record, I know they try to approach me as well and the decline to comment, so... Yeah. It tells you everything. It tells you everything. Um, I mean, but There's um, obviously been
1: various rumours online about what, why the game was called off. the he uh, some, but I don't know whether we can go into them or not. But...
3: Listen, it's, as well as they wanted the game off, they got the game off. That's the bottom line, It. Yeah. They, they didn't want to play the game. The pitch was... They used the use pitch as an excuse. The pitch was fine. Why it was a local referee, it was a referee in our game up there, I don't understand either. Um, And he was the one that put the game off. I'm not questioning a referee, but how can you judge a park in a pitch black at night time in the winter with no floodlights and say that it's dangerous? Then the next day it disappears. All these mystery holes ain't there
1: would expect as well that the referee would have to provide some kind of evidence to support the fact that the pitch is unplayable. Correct. I would think. Uh,
3: see, if that was our club, the first thing is showing pictures of the damage. Anybody's shown pictures of that, They've not provided anything. I do know they've provided statements, but statements, they've not provided any proof, evidence. Yeah. We've provided plenty to say that pitch is fine we video and multiple photos to prove that picture was playable, and no so-called holes all over it I was trying
1: to find earlier on other excuses for games being called off, I've heard a situation by goalposts getting stolen by the home team to prevent games going on and stuff like that as well, but like this one, it's, uh, it takes a biscuit and I did not even mean it, but then I thought it I didn't
3: actually mean it it's bizarre it's bizarre and I'll be honest with you if, if you need to go up there on Saturday it's it's an absolute p take I'll know you got to swear it just opens the floodgates for everybody else to call in their own refs and just say listen me need this off. let's get it off that's, that's the way it looks to us because there's no danger that pitch was unplayable whatsoever
0: And as you say, you know, it's um, it's put your season back, because if you're going to have to replay the game on Saturday, you're also um, out of pocket and having to find more money, which um, is a bit of a Aye. premium um, for clubs at your level. Then your original league game or whatever cup tie that you've got at the weekend is going to have to be called off and moved, and then you're playing, let's say, Tuesday-Saturday, Tuesday-Saturday for the rest of the season.
3: That, that's why I've got the biggest gripe, is because that game should have been played on Saturday. It's now allowed other teams... In our league and other cups, to now get that week ahead of us, which is poor, and that's why we're not tolerating it. We're sitting in a good position in the league as well. The last thing we need is this shambles for, for not having a game for no reason, apart from they, they probably couldn't field a team. That, that is the bottom line yet. and I'm, I'm not tolerating it. It's just an absolute farce. I think as well, the oh. occasion as well. The boys must have been buzzing for the game as well. Well, Boys are buzzing for the game. We've trained all week. It's the Scottish Cup week. But boys have made sacrifices, babysatters, geeing up shifts, etc., etc. Leaving well, at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning, boys, quite a few of the boys weren't a Saturday morning. A few of the boys had to get babysatters on a Friday night, etc., as well. I never put my kids on a Friday night because I've got a game on this. I was away that early on the Saturday. I couldn't get them dropped off that early so, it, it just messes everybody about. And then you've, you've got to do it all again this week for, for no reason apart from they didn't want the game on.
0: And will happen um, if the game does go... Um, if they tell you, um, tough lot, you have to play the game on Saturday. Um, what happens from your point of view?
3: From my point of view, I'll not be happy. I'll, put, I'll, I'll state that now. The couple need to play it. But for me personally, I don't know... I'll be honest with you, I've had the thoughts all day about it. I don't know how it'll go. I'll no take it lying down, I'll tell you that right now. Um, No accepting it, because it's just a blatant cheat. We've been cheated out that match on Saturday. And I know know I'm going to get hammered for this as well, but to be honest with you, for what? Telling the truth? Being vocal about it, not accepting it? It's about time the club, smaller clubs started sticking up for themselves and that's what we're doing. Not just lying back. I'll be honest with you, if this was a not like Talbot or a Oven Meadow or a Pollock, I, I can guarantee you right now, Bridger on would not be in the cup right now. That's my opinion on it.
0: And, and how does the hearing work, given the fact it's a team from up north of Scotland um, and a team from the, you know, south, south-east central Scotland, uh, where does the hearing take place?
3: I'm led to believe it will be at Hamden. Oh. So, as I say, we've provided more than enough evidence to contradict everything that's been said. So I'm confident when the hearing's heard and the evidence is seen, that common sense should prevail. But you never know. That's the big but's always there. Well, the back the referee and the co- other club in final cause a scene? Nobody knows. So all we can do as a club is sit back and see what the outcome is tomorrow. But we, what I've seen the both sides of statements, they don't have a leg to stand on.
1: What time, you it You'll find out
3: tomorrow then. then should you know? Uh, I'm not too sure to be honest. I, I'd I'd like to know it with know soon because obviously we're having to book buses and all that stuff again. It's yes. it's it's, a, it's an absolute headache. Oh. Say, like, we've had to go and play games this season where I will make an example. Fortin. We went up to Fauntan. we were 11 players. We we started the game. we 11 players. One sub, three of the boys were injured, but we still fulfilled the fixture. Didn't make excuses after the game either about that. We get hammered and we took it on the chin and we moved on. It's football, it happens. Some weeks you've got boys you can't even strip, some weeks you're short. It's it's just the way the game is. But for that, to blatantly cheat to get a team for the the, the cup, it's no right. Why should we make sacrifices, go and play games well, we can turn and go, I oh, know that there's an excuse, we can't, we can't really play the game because with XYZ missing, it just makes an absolute mockery of the game. Well, fingers crossed it goes in your
1: favour anyway. <laughs> well,
0: same yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of the, um, at the hearing because as we said we're only getting one side and there's, there is two sides to every, so it's just a shame we're not getting another side because we've not heard much from uh, on players um, mm. so you know we've just got to be um, careful ourselves that we don't just make this a persecution against Bridgeton it'll be interesting to see um, what they have to say and as we say we did make the offer for them to give their side but they've not taken it
1: yeah, I contacted uh, Basil Brush as well but he was no comment <laughs> We <laughs> oh, did say, Oh dear, ben, ben.
0: <laughs> let's just sweep that under the carpet, shall we?
1: Oh, aye, <laughs> that's Broom. That's <laughs> so, aye, um, so we'll go back to the last Friday night. Yeah, the so next junior side,
3: yep, on Lithgow Rose in Falkirk. Portland Lough held their own for a fair bit of the game to be honest with you. Didn't let their sell down. Falkirk are poor. They're very poor. Right, they came out in 4-1
1: winners Falkirk didn't they? Aye. Yeah,
0: Aye. yeah well, I mean for um, Lee Miller and David McCracken it's a good start for them because um, they only just got the job What? The Monday, the Tuesday, um, a few days working with players, and um, it's a tricky cup tie. But they got the job done. I mean, they reacted well after um, Tommy Coyne equalised for Linlithgow Rose, um, and then I mean, we all saw the goals. But they got the the two goals later on to to seal the deal. might have been a wee bit harsher than Linlithgow, but um, yeah, for Falkirk, it's a it's a good job, well done.
3: Yeah, but good to see Linlithgow Rose getting some exposure. Aye, they deserve it. They've, they've been one of the, the front runners in the juniors until they've moved on for years. Basically, the benchmark. They're, they're, where in the West, you've got the mm-hmm. other They're the benchmark through here. But when left goes, they've always been the benchmark and they've cracked on. The league form's a bit false, I'm, I'm led to believe. I've not really seen much of them, but they've got a lot of good players there. I just don't know why it's no clicking.
0: Well, Ray McKinnon was the... Are you talking about Falcott there, sorry?
3: No, no, oh, Lusko.
0: Lusko, right, okay. Yeah, a big table. I'm, I'm, I'm led to believe in the yeah. London League. They're
1: well, certainly ambitious anyway, so mm-hmm. we'd expect um, long term they would go into the the topics, I think. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And then, well... Scottish Cup on Saturday, obviously, as well. My team, well junior team, is involved, talking like tell but I, I couldn't get to the game. I had pre-booked something ages ago, unfortunately. Bad planning. No. Uh, Tal, I would need to stop doing so well in the big Scottish Cup. So, <laughs> really. uh, I want to keep on doing well, obviously. Um, So I was following the game in a, in a noodle bar on Sky Sports, which was a novelty, obviously, because usually the junior games were covered in Sky Sports news. But no. uh, it was following up on there, so... My son and my father in law were keeping me updated, so good start in terms of PV. Dwayne up scoring a, a fantastic goal. I don't know if you, any of you guys have seen it. No, uh, I've seen it in different class. So,
0: yeah, I've got it as one of four lasted for um, Pickett.
1: Aye, so really aye. good start there. By all accounts from what I've heard, I've seen some of the highlights. I think Arbroath maybe had kind of half chances here and there, maybe a bit similar to Proy when um, Talbot played there last season in terms of he had more than the ball and maybe had chance of chances, but i taking a clear cut chances. Um, mm-hmm. And then later on you're expecting, you're hoping the last ten minutes you hold out and the penalty. Some would maybe say it's soft, but the foot is high, I suppose. And it let it it's a penalty. Um, so it's all to play for in the second leg. And when is at Kfield Um, affecting okay. well, the crowd. here like it's we're not used to playing Wednesday night games and obviously the it's a fair, a fair track, uh, for a midweek game. So. No
3: That a good support. What's that? No doubt Talbot will take a good support through. They always do.
1: Aye, there's always a good support, and it means, um, and I would, I would expect still. To, I think that's, from what I've heard, but um, still four buses going. But yeah, for cool. he's pretty impressive, and then there'll be folk going as well, up with cars as well. So, ah, he should be good. It's a shame they can't put on replays as well. Aye, an entertaining tie. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and from what I heard as well, a lot said it can have to Dick Campbell and that, and. Um, they were in the social club before the handmitting and everything like that and went in afterwards as well, and, as it should be, because um, the previous mm-hmm. ring, Cove, they buggered off after the, the game without going so, yeah. in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, for our growth, it's a relief for them to uh, get, get a replay out of it because for a couple of the fellow league sides, um, they fell by the way. So East, East Five lost a thriller at BSC Glasgow, having been 3-2 up. Um, and um, and Montrose they've been at BSC Glasgow. And what, sorry? They've
1: been rewarded by a tie against East co by Glasgow. Yeah. It's a chance for a, a non-league club to get into the first round again.
0: Yeah, definitely. And Bonnie Rig Rose um, beat Montrose. Um, so, yeah, that was a, another league scalp and Brodera Rangers came away from Morton with a draw. So, and in some of the league shocks, um, Queen's Park going to Queen of South and winning that game 2-1. Um, that's a bit of a um, a scout for them, um, and Stranraer beat Inverness by a goal to nil. Uh, My, I,
1: don't, I don't. imagine many got on Saturday. Yeah, I
3: think there was a few done with our boys as well.
0: Mhm. Yeah, John. Um, I saw something. Sorry, John C. <laughs> this is getting yep. confusing for me. <laughs> um, the Stranraer goalkeeper was um was allegedly done something to as in a Infermund fan <laughs>
3: not a crap. lot <laughs> yeah I know I know the boy I know Max personally it's, it's a load of crap mm-hmm. what was
0: it he was meant to have done um, stuck finger up or something to uh, his fan or
3: no I spit at him spit, that up. was it um, he's, he's not got that in him as soon as I read that I was like uh, pathetic obviously was just bitter with getting beat but what a draw that is for some Raw uh, away to Ibrox.
0: yeah Yeah, they definitely got the um, the reward in and, and getting that tie. And the likelihood is, although personally I don't agree, um, that tie will probably be picked up at Premier Sports because um, it's not even close to being one of the um, top four ties of the round. But we know that's what Premier Sports will probably pick because they're thinking about subscribers and... Yeah. Understand also to a degree, but it's an un- uninteresting had it been at stay apart, then yeah, that, that would be um a, a pick because it's a giant it's a you know, a middle team at home, home to one of the, the big boys. Um but when it's Rangers at home, uh, nah, not get
3: the same appeal. I'm a bit biased because I'm I'm glad they is obviously I'm pals with Max the goalkeeper and big Eric Phillips the goalkeeping coach, so I'm quite close with him. So I'm I'm quite biased. I hope they get up on the
0: get. Yeah, true.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I think the tie of the ring
3: does then? ra Rangers v Stunrah. <laughs> 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 oh, you're there. Aye.
2: I'm here now. I didn't want to jump in. You were sitting on the fence about the whole fox thing. I'm
0: thinking cheating bastards. but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sitting. <sick. laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sitting in the fence here. I'm just trying to balance it a wee bit, but it's hard oh, to balance.
2: No. <laughs> sounds like cheating, masters to me. I
1: think as <laughs> well other interesting ties, <laughs> Broxburn go to Saint
3: Mirren. Such a wee bit of a payday they'll get. Ah, it's a good one for them as well. Good on them.
2: I think one of the best results was probably uh, the one at Thistle with Pennycook. They did a pretty good. I mean, they took a massive support there. And then what the only one a Decent result for them. What, what the that? Uh, that?
3: was very decent for them. Also, the crowd they took was different class. Absolutely different class. Mm-hmm. What a day with that would have been for them. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, Partick got a tie with Celtic at that. Um, Again. Yeah. And Aberdeen for the seventh uh, draw in a row got a home tie. So we can't really say anything a bit biased towards the draw <laughs> fixing for Rangers. That's, um, Aye, we've a, got one
1: of the warm balls just now.
0: Yeah, it's actually eight out of the, nine draw, um, eight out of the last nine uh, Scottish Cup ties, other than semi-finals and final, obviously, because they're neutral, um, that we've been drawing at home. The only um, tie that bucked that trend was when we went to Ross County um, in 2017. When when did you just go to Den's Park and lose? That was a couple of years ago you now. 2014 15.
2: Is
1: that that long ago? No. Yeah. yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Body like Clyde should be interesting.
2: Aye. 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 I think th- for me, the the two sort of, uh, biggest ties might just be the two that involve Dundee teams. Yeah. I think Dundee United have just probably the biggest tie in it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but even Dundee have got a
0: difficult game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um the no yeah, de- match. Yeah. Um eighteenth of January, eighteenth and nineteenth of January. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, after the wee break.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, definitely. Um look forward to that when it comes. Uh join John you, want, you want to see again. Um see yeah. for falsehouse to get into the Scottish Cup, what do you have to do?
3: Win the Scottish Junior Cup. Is that basically is... it? <laughs> Aye. I don't know how it works with the leagues, to be honest with you. I'm not I'm not too sure how that works. If I'm being brutally honest.
1: It's just the team that won. Who's Because uh, 'cause you've got you've got north and south, have not
3: you? I I'm sure the north and south winners will play each other at the end of the season to decide that. I'm sure that's how it operates. Well that's
1: not who well Broxburn. that's who was all there then? I think Lockie were in it at the start of the season. The, uh, who else was there, I think. In terms of junior teams. Obviously Talbot. Oh, I was going to say, you were forgetting a big one. Um, at <laughs> E.
3: Mm-hmm. but they're obviously up north.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
3: who else was there? Gerben, go well, oh, they're going in it because they whatever. Aye.
1: Either member or I member club.
0: Yeah, Newton Stewart's another one. Don't remember it.
1: That's going to annoy me now. Who else is that?
3: it? <laughs> I'm actually trying to rack my brains here as
0: well.
1: Why? Yeah. Maybe I'll come back to
3: this. Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully next year, um, John, we well, we'll just call you Gaffer, John, make it easier since that's what you we are. Well, <laughs> for now until maybe after.
3: I'll, prob- I'll probably be sent die by this time next week. <laughs> um, came on. Came on. Came on. No, they're East of Scotland.
1: Ah, uh, that's what they are. Uh, they're East of Scotland, Came on. Bluebell. The Doral Bluebell. East of Scotland again. Oh, aye, aye.
2: There was a bunch of them played that preliminary round.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Or preliminary rounds, whatever it was. Yeah, and that kind of decided who came through to the main draw uh, joining the Highland and the
0: Lowland and by the way we were wrong about um, the draw coverage um, with the the BBC they didn't um, comment on the ties I think they recorded them at two different times
2: (laughs) 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 must be in fact, I think one of them, I think one bit's recorded and one bit's actually live. Like the mm-hmm. draw is maybe live and then the sports scenes recorded around it. Mm-hmm. Which is why they don't comment, because they can't, because mm-hmm. it hasn't happened
3: yet. All right, okay.
2: I think that's how it
0: works.
3: Well, that makes sense to be fair.
2: But, of course, the way they did it was they showed Celtic Rangers games and then cut across to the draw and then showed the rest, oh, mm-hmm. treating the rest as Scottish over with contempt. Aye,
0: well, what do you expect? But, um, but yeah, we won't go into that subject.
3: No comment. <laughs> My lawyers on the other line tell me just say no comment now.
2: <laughs> now you choose no comment. <laughs> I was just going to say.
0: But when it comes to your own team, the thing that matters is just go, rant away. <laughs> i have not got
3: to hold back. Yeah. Oh, dear me. They should know, maybe now. A...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, there was only, um, in terms of the Scottish football leagues, so there was only one um, non-premiership game over the um the weekend, and that was Inverness beating Dundee by a goal to nil. I so that moved a above Dundee, mm-hmm. up to third. Yeah. Uh, premiership action, um, Jack, we'll, we'll, we'll do it a little bit different for sports scene because there was a manager making his uh, Scottish Premiership debut as well as his Hibs debut, um, Jack Ross. And Hibs got off to a good start for, under his tenure with fine 3-1 win over Muddle
2: it wasn't the greatest of starts, enough. It went enough goal behind. But um I mean even before they went to go behind they looked like the better teams, I think. Over the piece they deserved a win. Yeah.
0: Scott yeah. Allen looked in the mid. looked as though he was playing in his proper role just behind the front too. Um Now see that see that second game, uh, that second goal. Um I think this BBC commentator called it um an on goal, but that was surely Dodges. It was already on target. I thought Dodges was missing.
1: I I think it was on target, surely. I
2: think so. I thought he could put win with us first. I thought if we didn't hit Gallagher, it wasn't going to. So, I mean, this is one of the ones that would give the unofficial, like,
0: own goal yeah. or unofficial. Guys, yeah, just so to sort it up quickly, um, John C says he needs to go. John, thanks for coming on and... Um...
3: Okay, give up the
2: appeal. Hey, thanks very Hi, good much. good luck, John. thanks, John. Thank you. Right, I think uh, wait, there's, a, there's a dubious goals panel. I think it might decide whether this was a a dodgy goal or a Gallagher own goal. Mhm.
1: Right, it's. I think it shows a strange. i him so much as they're struggling down there. I was going to say down there. I don't know. in the league, but. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh... <laughs> Um, off the bottom of the table, the strength and depth shows there in terms of the potentially. have got a decent score when you've got Boyle, Horgan, and Malan coming off the bench. Um, it's well been I mean, well documented, yeah, defensively, and they do struggle. But attacking options-wise, I would say they're all right. So January, you would think, or even before then, maybe uh, Jack Cross could kind of them up, maybe help as well. As his back; he was obviously south at the start of the season. Um, mm-hmm. to try if they can sort them defensively, then you would think Hibs could still be a a good bet for top sets. Yeah,
0: they've got a game in hand um, against the uh, Saint Bern tomorrow. Is um, it tomorrow or Wednesday? I Can't remember, but yeah, that'll, that's a quick return for Jack Ross to his old stomping ground. Saint mm-hmm. yeah, really St.
1: quite... had a good result obviously, the weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. And if they win
2: that game in hand, they're only a three points behind on. So certainly, um, haven't been. In the bottom of the league, they're now, I mean, they've obviously up six now. They'll no move if they, if they beat St. Marin, but they'll be a lot closer to the, the teams above them than they were. So, that's I mean, certainly looking pretty good for Havish. Just a couple of decent results, you mm-hmm. uh, know. But, aye, it's like you said, um, the. Hibs have got decent players, and I think this goes for Hearts as well. I think Hearts have got decent players. It's just they need to get the right manager to play them the right way. I don't think Heckenbottom was doing that. He was playing some, sometimes he had width and sometimes he didn't, and sometimes it was which striker to play. And up until last week, Doys, wasn't it last week, the week before. Up until then, Doys was now because uh, he'd be a banjo. Yeah. Um. But he's obviously like whether whether that goes his or no. He was in the right place at the right time, go in the end It um, He was unlucky at um, the, the one that perhaps in front as well because his effort was blocked, it fell for Gamberri and Gamberri managed to work his bit of space and fire it in, in it. So, Droid seems to be finally coming on to the game that somebody saw in him. I mean, I certainly never seen him watch him until recently, but um, aye, that's going to help. Gamberri being back in form if Disney fought with a manager, that will maybe be good. <laughs> um, the likes of Scott Allen if you play him in the right position you can see what he can do but Sports, sports seems to love of one of his passes um, again in this game mm-hmm. can't pass for a second goal uh, but he does he, he also creates his own um, opportunities as well
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and then you've got the likes of Horgan um, he gets the third goal in this game um,
1: yeah he could count in a second goal
2: Stevie Mallon was unlucky with his effort at the post <laughs> but aye, there? I mean, the, the, there's good players in there. If Jack Ross can get them to play together on a, a decent position, sort of formation, get them playing, gelling, who knows what happens going to get back up there again. I
1: think, I, hard, I, I think Habs have got a better squad than Hearts.
2: I think so, but I think Hearts have got a decent players in there as well. Maybe I think Hibs might have a better squad. I think Hearts have probably got a decent. There's, the, there's a decent eleven in there if you can get them to play together. Which um, I'm not entirely convinced the current incumbent of the manager seat can do. Um, nah.
1: No one expects he's going to be there. But the, yeah. the time it's taken to get someone in is a bit... Aye, they're taking yeah, their
2: time. They've had about a month now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still... There's not even any sign of any, any movement there. Yeah. So how long has it for you? I've been waiting for
0: yeah, uh, we, we can just tempt Brendan Rodgers away for Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's been a few um left left field ones thrown thrown in. Like Stuart McCall was interviewed. Um, someone put out John Terry. Um, might be interested. Um, that'd be funny if that happens. But hard, um, Hearts need to do something quickly. Um, I think any chance Austin to had the landing. Um, the manager's job went on Saturday. They were appalling. Um, the defending was horrific. Um. And Commandant just, you know, battled them at the first 60 minutes and then Harts didn't have anything about them whatsoever to get back in that game. Um, and it's the most comfortable one command will have all season, but another good one for Kelly who um, get back to winning ways after a couple of one less matches.
1: And a wee bit of attack and threat as well to the defensive. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: solid. But it was very good. Was it
0: yeah.
2: I think the biggest surprise was just boss 34. <laughs> 36. Is it 36? I thought it was just 34. It's going to be 36. It's next week. Another. Okay, fair enough. Um, aye, but aye, terrific game. Uh, obviously, scored the opener, scored the third goal, uh, and set up yep. Brophy for the second as well. And that was all within the first like 15 minutes of the game. Uh, the 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 passing move for um, the first one, I think, was just terrific. The hearts were chasing shadows. I mean, they mentioned that in sports scene as well yeah. but yeah I mean the second one was that a break up the Park was that a Hearts free kick or was that the third one yeah no, the third one for hearts. Third, corner the third, one was, yeah. aye, the third one was a heart set piece and then they ended up getting up apart and Park scored again um, I don't think Hearts' defence was particularly great but I don't want to take away from what kamala were doing because they broke up the park well the build up for the the first goal was brilliant um, so as much as Camarnock were good was about, Hearts been rotting as well um, it's odd to st- if you check statistics of this game Hearts had more attempts on goal and it was like 11-9 or something like that but only two of them were on target Hearts just could not hit the target mm-hmm. um, and it kind of showed in the highlights as well for all the game was over for 15 minutes because they were 3-0 up um, but you would expect Hearts to try to do something
1: as the game wore on to time reduce the deficit at the very least yeah, see, Justin mentioned of heart and the manager, and I've noticed tonight the odds on Daniel Stendel. Was he on it? Was it Barnsley? Mm, I think recently, so. He's about one to three with most of the bookmakers. Oh
0: Which yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I think he's the one that was with, just was with Barnsley recently.
0: I can't
2: say I've seen too much for the likes of the bookies knowing exactly what's going on. They just tend to. If people start jumping on things, they tend to reduce the odds and things. I've seen these things. gotten them several times before appointment's made. So,
1: yeah and see. I've not really heard much about that one, but that's not saying much. It's been reported as well in the on news that he, um, hearts have had detailed talks with him.
2: All right, okay. So and the new coaching
1: okay. structure has been revealed. Because what is the, the talk is, is not is it not that McPhee's going to get a sporting director job or something? Yeah, those I've heard that. What? Aye. What for? don't know. Maybe he's good at <laughs> that Is side of things, don't I? Mean, maybe. I think maybe. the manager's no, really? maybe not his thing, but maybe he's got other strains elsewhere, but don't... What, I
2: don't know. what hair dressing, maybe? Unless
1: maybe he's got a court, he's got he's, maybe he's in a long term contract, it's just him a different job, so he's. not having to pay him off.
2: That's possible. This just seems bizarre. It's the same with Levine, he's still hanging in like a little bad smell. There's no daring. he's still in the club. <laughs>
1: We'll I suppose only maybe real positives for Hearts might be Naismiths, obviously, can kind of get a bit of match fitness now. Yeah. And then they'll notice Halkett's back on the bench on Saturday. So
2: I had a schedule. That's yeah. really good news for them.
1: But, mm-hmm. yeah, see what happens. As I said, it's really close like then at the bottom, anyway. I mean, it's the other hips have shown. One or two ones, and you're up in the top Mhm. Yeah, definitely. And Hearts are one
0: of four teams. On 11 points right at the bottom, Hearts being the head of the pack on goal difference, and the one directly below the MMS, the Mailer St. Mern. Um As you said, a fine two win win over Ross County, a good goal to win it as well. Uh, I
2: mean, the, 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 obviously, the talk of it being tight at the top of the division, but it's tighter at the bottom. Because uh, there's always well, the four teams you've got on 11 points, you've then got 11 and two above that, and Ross County one above that, and one above that. So there's a four point gap between six and 12 at the moment. I uh, would say Hibs are playing St. Mirren, um, so who knows what's going to happen yeah. in that game. I was talking about Hibs catching up with Kamarn. St. Mirren can jump himself up to seventh with a decent result because they've got a better goal difference than Ross County.
0: Yeah. And St. Mirren's home form isn't bad. Yeah, I think that there's only been two goals scored um, against them um, the one in Saturday and the other one was a Bonabarras six free kick. So, yeah, uh, the. They're doing alright at home. They're away from is obviously not good, um, but they need to score more goals. So I think they've only scored seven goals this season at 13 league games, and you know they can't just rely on the defence being good at home. They'll need to score a few goals if they're going to go back up the table. Oh,
1: they got a couple at the weekend. We? I think no, that's probably what Jim Goodwin's probably come in and tried to make them solid defensively first, and then the attacking will come later on. Hopefully, mm-hmm. that's probably the hope.
2: Yeah, maybe. Oh, they were undone by a, a Graham Towpoc in this one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, not, That's the BBC Sports Sounds words. I was listening to the radio on Saturday. They described it as a good old fashioned toe poke. So, aye. It was a uh, good finish. I was a point yeah. Um, But then it was a bizarre equaliser. Uh, everybody's like claiming for a penalty. And they were probably right. It probably was a penalty. had McLaughlin,
0: no bit of in it. Yeah. I think one of them turned round as they ball hit the were hitting the Metis shot penalty. I, I didn't obviously realize did. it the net <laughs> Uh, and then
2: McLaughlin there was two in the deck winter. Aye, he was 2 of them shooting for it. But McLaughlin also played his part in making sure that's ended up being a victory for something because not only did he get the equaliser himself, there's a cracking clearance off the line as well in the second mm-hmm. half. Um, because the keeper was beat, he was the one who got away. So, um, and that obviously gave the opportunity for the, the Foley strike, which is an absolute peach. Mm-hmm. Was nice I mean, um, the run before it by uh, Andrew, was, was traffic as well but I think it's it's always a finish that really stands out more than else so yeah, aye, it was good good victory for St and, um get
0: some away for the bottom get some off the bottom yeah, yeah. The bottom. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well St Johnston the team's still at the bottom but they have been Certainly happy the two sides in Sunday's um, match with Aberdeen. He's having had nine men They managed to get a draw out it. Um, and there's lots of things that, from an Aberdeen fan point of view you can blame with that. Um, good finish by Sam Cosgrove for first goal. We should have a penalty, there's no how question are, about that. Before we go on that, how often does Cosgrove score outside the box? <laughs> not very
2: often. But... I did not think so, because I was, <laughs> thought that was a bit of a collector's item. Um, Crank's as you said... Uh... But yeah, aye, it's, it's unusual for him to score through outside
0: the box
2: I thought it was, Yeah, definitely yeah, Aye, aye, the penalty um, blatantly obvious <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I was trying to find some way to defend the ref in this one Nope Can I see it? It's
1: one of those, maybe the assistant should see it or
2: Aye, that's the sports team we're saying We're mm-hmm. saying maybe the angle's wrong so he can't see it properly Yeah, aye, shut up
0: Yeah, it's, it's You know, there's no there's no excuse, It's um, for, not, for missing that one. I think any one of the officials should have seen that. But nonetheless, um, having missed that or allowing advantage, now I'm against the score. Yes, the,
2: the oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is astonishing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she should be a fair <laughs> right, right. And I think Kevin Clancy lost the plot in this game. Um, it's been mentioned before on this podcast about how pish poor he is, um, and not just by us, one of our guests as a. I believe it's a, a bit of a bean bonnet about likes of Kevin Clancy. Yes. So um he, I think he proved his point in this game to be honest. Um because later on, full credits and Johnson kinda against the run of play, the equaliser. Uh, but it's a good strike. And then it just kinda went mental after that because I think Murray Davison was filled just before he went in with it was an absolutely shocking challenge. Um Mm-hmm. So I'll give the credit to the referee for getting the red card right, but it should have been a foul just before it. I think mm-hmm. they had missed this ending of Murray Davidson and us because of that foul. Um, And it was kinda the same for the second red card as well. There was a fill. I have no idea who it was. Um and then there was another ridiculous scything by Hendry and Ferguson. Um and again got the red card right, but this this said all the hallmarks of one of those games where the referee has just lost control, and
1: that like <laughs> St Johnston have just been, they've been the one that have gone mental. Because I think just before the they had card, there's a challenge from Logan that's quite hard and physical. But I think he does get the ball. If that's what you're thinking of? No, there's a there's there's somebody after St Johnston
2: is whinging and moaning, thinking he should be getting a free kick. Um, and it looked to me like he had been a. I mean it was a foul. I don't think it was any malice or any cooking in it, but then it just looked as if Hendry went in and just went I'm just gonna whack Ferguson up in the air because we haven't got that foul. And quite say, I think it was I think it was the same with Murray Davidson sending off. Um I think he was annoyed he never never uh, a foul given just before it and decided to take the next man he could. Yeah uh, and it's, it's but we did it's, almost get the dream slow down it's just... at
1: the end because of contidine header tapped over mm-hmm. the bar. Yeah, it's fine. That was gonna be the story on his 500th
2: mm-hmm. appearance, but not to be, yeah. Uh, anyway, he was obviously a good captain for the day because of uh, his 500th appearance as well, but uh, aye, that would have been a bit fitting. Um, the thing that made me laugh the most was Shane Logan's effort at the end it was hitting the corner flag, I think. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's disappointing thing as well is I think probably we're well on top in the game um, and then we try and kind of maybe close the game out too early. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, we made this, we made I think this by subject, all apparently. accounts, Maine maybe wasn't playing particularly well, but and he's obviously trying to get minutes into Bryson as well at the same time. But even McInnes's comments after the game where yeah, we were almost as if that was a plan to see it out as opposed to go and get the second goal when you're on top. We are yeah. playing well, probably the first half game should have been dead and buried, but then maybe in the second half, he's thinking, right, let's just try and get go out with a win and that's a the gripe Aberdeen fans a lot of time is that that's yeah that's what McInnes tends to do as opposed to trying to go out kill off teams which when you look at the chance we have been creating recently the last couple of games we are capable of doing it um mm-hmm. so why not go with that again whether he's giving maybe St John's a wee bit too much respect which would be weird to continue on the bottom the table um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, and they'd lost four goals at home in the previous games. Of yeah, which the of yeah. them were to Christian Deut. We
1: um... <laughs> have had some difficult games with St John's in the past, but it's yeah, weird. I still think you should be going there. And uh, worrying. Oh, saying that, it's still weird that we're still third in the table somehow.
2: Uh yeah. that's, that's that's probably the worrying thing is you're ne- third and you're nine points behind the two above you, and they've got to give him a game hand over you. So it's like. I've been saying this for weeks already. This is going to be one of the, the seasons that the, the title race comes down to who drops the least silly points. Every point is going to be a prisoner. Mm-hmm. Um but for December, see... though. December's
1: a, a time where I'm going to be tricking
2: out of, of games. Aye. Um, and just before I come on to the point, I think it was a bit weird Mattie Kennedy got get man in a match, because for me, it was Xander Clark. He's the reason Aberdeen didn't win. He's the other reason Aberdeen didn't win, as well as the yeah. ref missing penalty and Again, missing that. Great chance. Um But I think the the thing about dropping the points and coming up in December, this is where credit has to, go to Rangers because on a number of occasions now, Stephen Gerrard has come out after the game and said, we weren't a great day. And he's probably been right. And I think he was right again with the, the Hamilton game here. But they've picking up the three points every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it five points they've dropped this season? The three of them were Celtic. And then there was a draw against um uh-huh. Muller's. Oh, no, it was at Hearts. Sorry. Yeah, I think I've beat Muller two one. That's what was. Uh, another game they were the great and they still get the three points. See, this is, it seems to be a common theme with Rangers. It's not it's more often than not as you expect, it's away from home than at home. But the Mullewell game especially it was a home game. Um and they still managed to win that game two one. So mm-hmm. um again it was the same uh, in this game. They obviously took an early lead, uh, well taken. I thought of a turn with Avenue um and then The defending wasn't great, but Jack finishes the effort nicely. Um, Kenton hits the post before some more terrible defending like Louis Smith get equalised. First, the cross isn't blocked, which is pretty poor. Um, Smith's first effort was blocked by Haalandar, but then it fell for him again. And he was pretty much uh, unmarked to do it. So it was pretty bad. Sports scene highlighted this. Barisic is... Away for chips or something, <laughs> just completely out of the game. <laughs> um, but aye, after that, I think there's a, there's a few things in here that Rangers probably could be a not read about. Like there's, there's a handball claim. Um, it's in it his body, but there's no doubt he's leaning down to stop it, so I think that's probably a penalty. Um, and then Kent, beautiful finish for just before half time. Yeah. Um, the big moment in this game is probably. The uh, the Miller miss back post. Mm-hmm. Um, again, sports scene. Right, you highlighted the fact that Kamara gets a touch on it, which kinda mm-hmm. does that put him off, or is it just he goes the wrong foot? Uh,
0: I I think, think stretching for a th- wee bit as well though. Yeah, yeah. Sports scene asked him, um, is it the the miss of season? It's not even the worst miss at that grounds because Horgan a few weeks ago um was worse, yes. and I think McGinn yes. on Sunday was worse. Yeah, um, both of those. Um, I think I think he's
2: unlucky. And there is a nick off Kamara which kind of changes the flight of the ball and again maybe he goes the wrong foot but it's it's not one of those ones where you think he's definitely going to score it, if he makes contact he's definitely going to score but there's it's just no guarantee he's going to make that contact um, so no it's, it's it's not as bad as a miss. it's not as bad as a Horgan you're right
0: mm-hmm.
2: um but I mean, they had another chance through Oakley, that had a decent header. But I think he when put it too close to McGregor, McGregor just seemed to pocket it there. Um, and then obviously the the goal difference difference came <laughs> with the injury time game. I'm sure, it was the game was done. Um, I don't think it was any time left when Kent's got the, the third goal. Uh, but again, a three-one victory when you're things are this close at the top of the, the division. Uh, can be uh, all
0: the more important over mm-hmm. It's amazing you're, you're pointing out the um, the injury time goals that can make all the difference. Um, I remember there was a stat about Gordon Strachan and Celtic in 2006 six seven. If um, games finished after 85 minutes, Celtic would have been second or third in the league that season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Strach and Celtic was phenomenal for it. There, were, there was a game
2: um there's a few games that came to there was, there was one where we went Newcastle New Year and we came for two 0 down. Uh, it was two one going into injury time. From what I remember, we won it three two. Um, there was uh, the game in Inverness in the cup where we were one 0 down, but a few minutes left and we went two one. <laughs> and remember, why is it Yes, we got a replay. We still got to win. Um, there was all, the, I think actually two six or seven is the season that Nakamura cuts the title on the last minute at Kilmarnock. They died. there was a definitely a few under striking uh, but, but um, the, it's not so much getting the points at this point it's more getting extra goals, um, so Rangers this is an extra goal they've picked up against Hamilton um, on the other hand we seem to keep winning what, several goals at home and then getting zero injury time because played the mercy rule uh, not always but sometimes um, having said that Sometimes we're just knocking it about, waiting for full time anyway. So, can't really criticise for that one. Um, I don't know what it game was like on Saturday, whether it was the same. But certainly, Celtic made up for the, the 2 0 defeat that we had when we went to Livingston. Um, this was about as one sided a game as you could possibly see. I think I was saying earlier about the statistics for Hearts having more shirts than on I think this was the complete opposite. It was Celtic had about Twenty shots in target, and Livingston had two. <laughs> um, and uh, again, this is one of these games where Celtic won four 0 but you're coming away thinking, eh, should have scored more. Um, great first goal, Edward thinking it over uh, the keeper after the, the Rodic pass. He had another chance in a similar position, to hit the keeper with. Rodic himself missed a chance in the first half. He blazed over the bar somehow. Um, I think the, in the second half, Taylor hit the inside of the post, then Scott Brown scored again, another deflection, uh, and then a couple of goals for, for James Forrest, and then after that, Lee Griffiths back um, in the first team again, he had a, a couple of chances, uh, I think one kind of bounced off his chest or another one was deflected over, uh, so aye, good to see Griffiths back, and I'm sure he'll be back scoring goals, before too long. Uh, but aye, it was twenty four shots to two. I
1: just checked. So <laughs> that's, that's the difference. That was a quick summary for Celtic. Yeah, as as much as I seen to be honest,
2: I wasn't at the game, so um I <laughs> yeah. Um I was kinda of wondering on it on another point. Um there's been more chat of a, a return to Scotland for Scott Brown.
1: What do you think? I think no. I think Me, it should, the door should be a case of no. I agree.
2: I think he has retired twice now. Should he be getting a third chance? Um I'm sure several people would be wishing they could play for Scotland should they make Euro 2020 because it's been so long that careers have gone, come and gone in the time that uh, Scotland have last seen a, a championship. But I think I mean, we we spoke about it in last week's podcast about the fact that the likes of Jack McGregor played really well together, and Christie was playing well, and but the midfield is the strongest part of, of Scotland at the moment. So, yeah,
1: uh, think it
2: would be like, different. if you could play yeah. Scotland at centre half, you'd be biting your hand off. Um, but as it is, he's in a position where we already have a lot of players, here. Uh, and they're younger players, and the players that want to be there. it'd be, be
1: different if he was our best midfielder available, but he's not. Aye. Aye, he's,
2: Aye. he's an inspirational captain for Celtic I'm glad he plays uh, week in week out for Celtic because he does so much yeah. but um, he's probably having a good spell with Celtic because he's not playing for Scotland these days as well because he gets yeah, that little rest of the national break
1: yeah. Aye, and, I think he's getting to go on holidays, as well and get a few days' rest and stuff like that as well. So
0: Yeah, he said himself that he's benefiting from that extra rest, so I don't know why he's all of a sudden want to go. But well, he might be lured obviously by the appeal of the the Euros that he didn't quite qualify for. But nah. He's made his bed twice. in it and have fun. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, <well>, well, <laughs> I just punches, I just realized yeah. I just realized is what I said. <odd>. <laughs>
2: oh oh please, please, I... <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're on the subject of Scotland uh, we did the podcast on Thursday night and didn't know what was happening in the playoffs but we now know um, it's Israel again at home and unfortunately it's... should we get past Israel we are then away um, to either Norway yeah. or Serbia so that's a bit of a blow I was kind of hoping um, I've, we'd maybe stand a chance if it was the two home games back to back but at least we don't have to be trying to sell tickets in three or four days space
1: Okay. was well,
0: it Norway um, haven't lost in three years at home I read that but I thought is oh that good place? where's the Serbia game <laughs> is that is that in I, Serbia by chance I, I think it's in Norway is it not yeah. I think Norway <laughs> they win get the two home games alright congratulations Norway then for making the Euro 2020 was yeah. Scuffled. I, yeah I don't fancy this against the Norway side managed by Lars Lagerback, who George Pete famously turned down for Craig Levine. One of many reasons I dislike George Pete.
1: Yep. So we have got a pretty good record against Norway, mind you. We've won nine runs, it's lost three, but um, you never know. It's just it's just frustrating the fact that there's such a big gap in terms of games. Because there's not even a time you can arrange a friendly or anything like that. I don't no, know it's, it's
2: just what's, what's so all roads lead to we, yeah. we
1: the is, last I mean, is, is there even a chance that they can have a get together at all? I, I don't even think that's an option.
0: No, because there's too much club football because you've got all the European yeah. games, there's um a couple of midweek um Scottish Premiership cars, the English um leagues will obviously be the same. So the next international get together is the for the playoffs. I know Steve Clark suggested um could the old firm clubs um move their fixtures? Um, to accommodate um, but I don't see that happening
2: I have a few problems with us one, (laughs) stop picking players for England then because that doesn't work you're not going to ask the English to help us out are you (laughs) two, it doesn't work we've seen this like 10 years ago 12 years ago Um, the 2007-08 season we had um, Scotland postponed fixtures in the league and then got pumped and didn't get to Euro 2008 um, a few weeks later, Rangers then had a fixture postponed in the Champions League and they got pumped and dropped into the EFA Cup and ended up in the EFA Cup final. And then Wednesday moaned about the fact that they'd ran out of space for fixtures at the end of the season. So the season got extended. Then they told us it didn't get extended. And we're always playing a Thursday night for the final season, the final game of the season. Um, so postponing these fixtures makes no difference whatsoever as far as I can see. What's the point?
1: Uh, see just going back to the Premiership, uh, Aberdeen, obviously the big news, Stuart Milne stepping down as German, Dave Cromart taking over, fresh investment into the club, American involvement, a strategic partnership with Atlanta United, so what a change there, probably will be positive.
0: Yeah, I mean a lot of Aberdeen fans are divided. What's new um about uh, about Stuart Milne. Um I mean the only surprise is that Milne's going now. I always thought he would just hang about until the stadium um was built and then he'd, he'd gradually move on from there. But it's obviously decided that, you know, the age of six to nine coming up for seventy, that the time's right to step aside and um and let, Cormac leads us to pardon upon a bright new dawn hopefully um, but yeah it's yeah, good yeah. to see that there's been a lot of um, yeah. D- Cormac's obviously a very passionate Aberdeen fan um, although he's spent a bit of time in the States but he's a he's proven himself a good businessman, um, he's got good contacts and yeah we'll just, it's just, we obviously spoke a wee bit about the. I don't know if you listened to it last week John but um, we spoke about Partick being, um, being taken over by the millionaire Colin Weir and what he's doing oh, to yes. give it back to fans and the point we made was that as long as um, they don't spend money that shouldn't be there and we shouldn't expect Cormac to dip in his, his own pocket all the time because I think some Aberdeen fans criticise Milne too much for that um, yeah. personally I think because the last time Aberdeen went in a real big spending spree um, was with Roy Aitken that got his likes of Mike Newell and Nigel Pepper and <laughs> all that, those characters oh, and
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I was looking at something else. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at something early. I think they were saying this season uh, the 58% of revenue is spent on wages, whereas see back in the 90s, mid-90s, mm-hmm. it was up at 86% mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I think it got to the point whereby did uh, not trying, most clubs try and most clubs trying to kind of come into something whereby they were trying to say maybe 60% was about the ceiling for wages. Uh, the revenue turnover, like
2: turnover,
1: aye, or something somewhat. That, I think it was 55% um, or just something. to be sustainable. Man. So, but the positives as well, I mean, in terms, of I suppose, like, I mean, Atlanta United, in terms of the way they do things, I think they're, they've grown a fair bit. The fan engagement really good, and, and I yeah. by all accounts, they're pretty progressive as well. The guy, I suppose, that owns the bank worth 5.5 billion. Um, so, nice. it'd be interesting to see how it's going to work out because. Basically, it's a it's pretty much a whole new board. Um, the guy from Atlanta, he's involved. He's going to be on the board. Um, I think they've invested two million in the money the five million that's gone into the club. Hmm. But you wonder whether there's going to be more American investment um, on the back of this. Yeah, I have heard talk that the stadium thing. I'm not sure that whether that's going to be happening and whether they can do anything with it or the, I don't know. Because um, all the talk's always been that you can't really redevelop it, Audrey, but who knows? Can we name
2: it? Because you've now got an American guy, and so we can get the soccer guy on, and do your match reports. So you can rename it to Pat Audrey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Pat Audrey Stadium, over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think um, what, I'll, what I'll say um, for Cormac in his first interview, he's, he's not been putting it unrealistic and ambitious like when Nomanov says yeah I'm gonna win the Champions League with hearts and all that carry on. Cormac says we'll try and compete with Celtic and Rangers. Um it's that's just be that's not being unambitious, that's just being realistic, you know. Mm-hmm. No matter what money gets put in Aberdeen, we're not gonna have the same fortunes as Celtic and Rangers. We've just got to manage ourselves properly and hope that, you know, one day we get a I run a run of good young players coming through, and they're smart in the transfer market with a, a good manager, and you never know what can happen.
1: It's... Well, that's where Mac Park hopefully will pay dividends that the youngsters are going to develop yeah. at a quicker rate, having those facilities. So,
0: yeah, you think so it's not obviously a guarantee because Rangers have had Murray Park um, since 2001, and there's been a few that's come through, but you wouldn't say that there's been a lot that's. Um, been big impacts at Rangers similarly sell with uh well, then it's the Hibs um training grounds yeah. been a few years. So it's you not sell a seller not pretty
1: helps. Much pay for Money Park. And Hutton gets old, does it not pretty much pay most of Money Park?
2: More or less, aye. I mean it I mean Nine million. There, 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 there has been like a few players come through for um Money Park and similar for, for um Celtic Youth Academy. I mean even like, the, the current Celtic squad we brought in Ryan Christie, but McGregor, um, Forrest, Ciaran well, Tierney's left now, but he was another one. There's a few that have come through. I mean, Ciaran Tierney's probably paid for Lennox in um If you go further back, like I said, he went for nine million quid, so mm-hmm.
0: there's
2: been a few. Yeah. It has, I think both of them have probably paid for themselves at this point, um, but you are yeah, looking yeah. for, you're, you're looking, I mean, if you get one through a season, your academy's doing really well, to be honest. Aye, oh,
1: Definitely. Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, the I concern think... of Aberdeen fans will be how much involvement the Americans have got. Because well, what you don't want is it becoming almost like um, a situation whereby you're getting married from far away or you're getting dictated to from far away. I don't think that will be the case, um, but no. yeah, you never know.
0: Yeah, I don't think that um, you know our team will become. Flooded with uh, five loan players from Atlanta United. Um, we might get the odd one like we've had with Gallagher, but at the end of the day, when these guys come over, there, they've got to to prove themselves. And Gallagher has been okay as a, a squad player. He's not. Um, he's not someone that for me is a first team player. But he's a handy squad player, I have but um, I I think you'll more likely see us bring in more of our own players, and that's the way um, it should be. But yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna be interesting. Relief after Mill. Definitely.
1: Yeah, but Atlanta speaking positively about the partnership as well. They're quite pleased to be involved with Aberdeen as well, so
0: yeah,
1: probably works favourably for them as well. Yeah,
0: so it should be. Yeah, definitely.
1: European games Thursday. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. um, Celtic of the luxury of um, they can maybe rest players if they want to for um, the game against uh, Ren.
2: I wouldn't go that far because this is an opportunity to win the, the top of the league, the, the league I know. thing. Because if Celtic win and Clues don't, Celtic top of the division, that's already done. I'm um, kind of I think we will win one for the cheating bastard to um, goalkeeper. i completely forgot about and you know, all this winning that we've been doing <laughs> about how we managed to get Bio sent off. Yeah, that's right. I completely yeah. forgot about that one. Um, mm-hmm. that was a we were looking at one each game as a a decent result but I think at one stage we were probably unlucky not to win
0: it yeah that's the only draw no it's not the only draw in the campaign Um, no I think it is the only draw isn't it Um, certainly the only draw from Celtic's point of view and I think it's the only point that Reign have had So I think they lost twice to Clash Um, right right. yeah so as you say, Celtic are through with two games
2: to spare so this is about Topping the group and trying to make our lives a bit easier for the last 32 draw. Um, yeah. And Lassie, all of themselves, will be hoping that they beat Cluj because that's the only way they stand any chance of qualifying with us. And um, then if they do that, we beat Ren and we're through. Then our last game against Cluj
0: doesn't matter to us. Yeah. But Celtic have just had the recent customary fine um, from UEFA, and as a result, they've said there will be partial closure of the rail seating section of the yeah. ground against Ren. Um, so we've checked what UEFA actually
2: fined us for, and it was for banners. Um, and oddly, the, um, Lazio got fined for the racist chanting, and we got fined more for being um, anti. Sorry, they get they get fined for the fascist chanting, and we get fined for our anti-fascist position of banners. I don't really understand what UEFA's doing here. Are you against fascism? Are you for fascism?
0: I've, Confused now. Um, is it a totting up offence with Celtic, though? Because it's not the first time with the banners, to be fair. Could... I'm not defending it. That's, I'm all, defending that's what it, I was but... thinking.
1: Maybe I...
2: Aye. But the the weird thing is that Celtic weren't actually fine for pyro. Which surprised me, I must admit, because usually, you have hate pyro. Um, but in this case, no, they weren't. It wasn't on the charge sheet. Um, So... Despite that, Celtic have come out and went, oh, we've just been fined again, so we're going to ban you for the of Pyro. So the Celtic have gone off on their own wee idea here. I've am um, well, seen Laura Brannan, who used to work for STV but now works at Motherwell, yeah. was asking the same question that we've asked on here a few weeks ago about why we're not having a conversation about this. Um, why aren't we discussing the safe options for Pyro? Because they they're out there, they exist, but nobody wants to have that grown-up conversation. It's just, no, no, no Pyro, no her point is all around Europe you're seeing it, you're seeing the kind of the spectacle it gives you um, maybe, I mean I don't know, the ins and outs of it, it might not be safe enough, um, there might be issues with um, people that have got breathing difficulties or whatever I know obviously the, the heating up thing of an actual smoke grenade or whatever um, can be problematic in some cases but that's where the the safe pyro idea comes in because you get like a cold burning one Um but I I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but nobody wants to even have the conversation. It's just no. And I think that's a um, childish to be honest. Let's be grown ups about it and have a have a chat about it. So accepted to come out and say, oh we're shutting this section. And the other problem I have with this is why I served to come out and say we're shutting this section now. You knew this was a problem weeks ago. It's three days to the game. So why shut it now? Or is it the fact that you've got an AGM coming up and you don't want to talk about resolution twelve? you distracting. Doing that old stunt. I'm not. A, I'm not in a good mood with the board tonight. To be honest, <laughs> um, it's funny because I'm, I'm a Celtic shareholder, and before I read that, I was doing my, my proxy because I can of go to the AGM at the week at the end of the week. Um, so I was doing my proxy voting, was like, vote to re-elect Peter the board and voting to re-elect Dermot Desmond in the board. I
0: like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and then I read that, I went I'm glad I did that. <laughs> Yeah. and Rangers have a more um, have more at stake for them because if they win they go through to the next round um, regardless of what happens in the other games because they've got the head-to-head win over Port. Who on the only team that would then be able to catch them um, so yeah and if they do that then in a couple of years time Scotland have two teams that go in the Champions League qualifying group stages cool well, um,
2: different ask for uh, against this final team I think than it was uh, yeah. when they played them at Ibrox the, they beat them one, the little Ibrox and it was. Should have been more. Oh, should have been more, yeah. Um, but that was um, under Yapsdam. They're no longer under Yapsdam. They're under a, a, an old familiar face. Nick. Dick. Dick Advocate. The little genital. I thought he yeah. just tired. Genital. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez, so. laughs> that is an old joke. Come on. You must have heard that when he was a manager of Angels.
1: I've never heard that one. Mm-hmm.
2: No, never. No, uh, the little genital, wee dick. Fear bike. No, um I, um Anyway, I thought he'd you retired. Had, uh, you're right. Um but now he came back, he's, he's now the the manager of Fine Odd again. Um so
0: bye, that's a different aspect entirely. Uh, more comebacks than Sinatra but the sense of things.
2: <laughs> that was funny, I'm just trying to think of a good Response to
0: it and I can't <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a tumble we'd to be for honest. No no I just I just try
2: to no, think of one response to it no, and no, couldn't
0: no, no, think no, of no, any no. good. No. But the last time Rangers played and found out they lost three two, um, when Pierre Van Hoyden scored a replica free kick. So yes. Rangers will also hope for better fortunes this time and uh no for Scottish football sake, good luck to them. Of
2: course. aye. I well we get a decent result over there. And yeah. um, we, we should probably mention that the, the, the women's uh, football came to a stunning conclusion with the the, the Scottish Cup final. Mm-hmm. 4-3 victory for Glasgow City over Hibs in the last minute with the winner came. Yeah. So I i probably uh, advert for the game. I think there was something like 3,000
0: fans at the game as well at Tynecastle. Yeah, I think that's a record for the the cup and uh yeah, um, another bad pun here. Um so in the last minute Claire shines for Glasgow Celtic. That's who scored the winner and that was my that's what I would pick for pick it personally. It's a cracking goal. Aye. Um, I
2: um I think it's up there. I think uh the aforementioned plus goal uh, in the Talbot game was an absolute cracker. I think Foley's goal for St Mirren um is in there as well. Kent uh, Kent as well yeah uh but <sighs> I think you're right I think Shane's goal is the best therefore Shane or I I would give it to Shane and I think uh, I it's not just that it's probably technically the best goal but it's a cup winning goal <laughs> yeah so I I think it has to be clear Shane yeah. all agreed. Yeah. So, aye, congratulations to Glasgow City. Um, that's the first time they have got their hands in the cup in about four years. Uh, so, aye, 2015 the last time they won it. Perhaps if I in the last three years, so that's yeah. the end of the run. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice conclusion to the the women's season, which I think comes back in the end of February, beginning of March time. I think. Uh, somewhat aye. I, I mean, Glasgow City
2: obviously still have the. The Champions League quarterfinal uh, to come as well. Of course, Not sure when that is, but uh, it's certainly, certainly still a uh, football to be played there for them. Uh-huh. Bye. That's... That's yeah. about that. I think I've run out of things to say. <laughs>
0: That's right. what happens when yeah. you do two podcasts within a space a week. Yeah, true. Um, just another we'll news. We'll play
1: the um, game coming up. Is that? There's no Friday night game coming up. Is that not? BBC yeah. taking a break this week. We were in the championship,
0: from what I can see. Ah, uh, there's nothing.
1: No. I was uh, just looking in terms of usually sometimes we preview the upcoming fixtures, but aye.
2: Right, no, because you've got all, all the games on Saturday. You've got the there's a full card in the Championship week One and week Two. Um, it's actually, was standard it in those divisions. Uh, done does Dunyvaig doing a bit of Morton. First of all, we do Fermanagh. Oh, Aye, that's bloody outstanding. Ross, Dunyvaig are hosting a probably the biggest game in the championship. Uh, in League One, Airdrie are hosting his Fife. That seems pretty good, at the top of the division there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clyde hosting Barton. for are now. Rangers are waiting Montrose. for are hosting Peterhead. Uh, and in week two, Caden Beath are away to Elby and Rovers, Edinburgh City are away to Queen's Park, Cove Rangers are away to Annan. So, there are kind of three teams at the top of the legend that are all away from home. Uh, they're Gamesbreak and Elby City, Staniswell, and Elbion City, Sturm and Albion. So, I think we're missing. Oh, well, I suppose All Athletic, Inverness, and <laughs> Dundee Queen of the South in the Championship as well. And then in the Premiership, we've got Aberdeen hosting St. Mirren, uh, Hibscock, Marnock. And Hamilton and Muller Wilson Johnson. And of course, Celtic Rangers don't play until Sunday, but it's Thursday night. Uh, and the games on Sunday are Celtic, Kavita, Ross County, and then uh, it's at 12 o'clock. And then Rangers are hosting the Hearts at three. And maybe uh, Hearts
1: will have a manager by then?
2: Wouldn't they better not? Um, but it's <laughs> awesome if you said they'll need to defend a lot better than they did against Commander because yeah. if that, like said, they will get humped. And then the Rangers mm-hmm. might be top of the
0: division, but. Yeah. Stephen Presley's tipped um, Alan Irvin um, for the job. says he's the right profile for hearts. <laughs> Draw your own conclusions on that so if one. If hearts
1: don't any sense, then they'll stay, cl- stay clear. It's Stephen Presley's suggestion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and the
1: man that Alan Irvin used to be an
0: assistant for, uh, David Moyes, has been tipped for a return to Everton because Everton are so hopeless just now they're likely to sack Silva and it Moyes will go back to them. Your best pal,
1: Chris. <laughs> I have to keep him. Neil McCarney's, cause his best pal. I, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't really mind David Moyes as long as he stays away from my club. He's a loser. Maybe, um, maybe we
0: could Neil, approach. Neil McCann, uh, <laughs> <a> dick. <laughs> maybe we could approach David Moyes um, to be the 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 Celtic manager for the charity game for no, you. no, hell no. <laughs>
2: Over Anton Rogan. (laughs) What the heck? Anton's (laughs)
0: alright. Yeah.
2: Forgive them for missing that, by
0: (laughs) the way, it's alright. To be fair, he scored against Rangers for you, which also pleased Aberdeen fans um, because it was when we were going for the title the following season. We obviously buggered up last game of the season, but. He's a good
2: guy, Anton. He was on um, a podcast I worked with years ago in the Lost Boys podcast to interview them. One of the better interviews, actually. I mean, like I say, I was never never a huge Anton Rogan fan. Um, The penalty miss was always a a big thing playing in my mind. Um, So, I do He's the guy's sound. When he said he did score against Rangers, it wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah. And then Rogan's defence, it was a great save by Stenders, but um, we'll not move. We'll not talk about the 1990 Cup Final again.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I went through years with I'm conveniently forgetting that Darius Vodtovcik had missed as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, the very first penalty, and then Brian Grant put one over the bar. <laughs> we we should come back to talking about that final, don't we? Well, I've not brought it up the last
2: couple of weeks. Last week man, it was you. I don't you. Know, I think it you brought up last week. Oh, actually, you brought a van down, so kind of led me into it. Yeah, F1 brought him
1: up. Cheers, John. <laughs> Anything else you want to discuss, Scottish football, before we wrap up? Yeah, the Aberdeen
0: 1990 Scottish Cup final. Win. I mean, uh, nah,
1: nah, not really. Um, but
0: we'll hopefully get more. Um, Hopefully, get to start announcing some former players for our upcoming charity game soon and yeah, keep the promotions going for that. So, that'll we'll obviously be run for back on
2: side. Uh, Aberdeen, Janet matches, penalties. We've done well about mentioning your own <laughs> there.
1: should be a penalty shield regardless of what the score is in normal time.
0: Aye, we'll see. But yeah, I'm at a chat tonight, guys. Aye. Thanks we'll again to
1: John for coming on tonight.
2: Aye, absolutely. Yeah. It was uh, <laughs> just. I know I was sitting quietly for most of the time he was on, but to be honest, I didn't want to interrupt his flow. He was in full ranting mode, and I, again, as I said, I think he's fully justified by the sounds of it. I haven't seen the photos, but <laughs> if the referee's turning up in the middle of the night. Uh, obviously it's going to be unsafe to play because it's a middle one, right? Yeah. <laughs> um will right, be
1: yeah. to see what the outcome is. Um, fishy. Yeah. Oh, you tomorrow, <laughs> ah, <it's> very
2: fishy.
1: You mean foxy?
2: Aye, very It was cunning <laughs> like a fox. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I must say, in the midst of all of that, um, some of the fox puns that we're doing over the, the weekend were hilarious. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fox the box,
1: and I've seen some suggestions that if the game is played, that they should all turn up in Foxy One Fox Wednesdays. Oh, if if, if the if the game does get played, it'll be it'll be tasty, I think. Mm -hmm. Tasty like the biscuits, yes. (laughs) That works.
2: Oh, tasty like Sam Fox was in the eighties, which was
1: actually nice. Mm -hmm. This is not old, no. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, ah, the, aye, for <laughs> the bad joke the bad jokes are coming out it's definitely time to wrap up so cheers guys yeah cheers,
3: cheers. <laughs>